Welcome back, my loves. I am very excited to introduce you to Arvin Anderson. He is a relationship consultant and an emotional intimacy expert. We are going to discuss emotional stability and conscious communication. Welcome, Arvin. Thank you. I'm excited to, to be here with you. Such a blessing. <laughs> I um, am delighted to have you on because um, right away I noticed that you're just a beautiful man inside and out. It was very obvious when we met. And you show up very kind and there's a, a grace about you. Mm. You, you. You create a very safe container as a masculine man. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Why is this uh, emotional stability important to you? Mm. Well, the whole basis of, of everything that I talk about and facilitate is around emotional intimacy, which for me is this, this yearning that people have to create a deeper connection with the people that they love. And it's this desire that's alive inside of them, but it requires a skill set. It requires education around how to actually walk that path. And I've been walking this path for years, and I've been able to enjoy the rewards of this work. And it's a gift that I want to bring into other people's life. The emotional stability piece is it's where we start because so often we get pulled into reactivity whenever we're in communication around the heart. And that's often when we say things and do things that we regret, that we create more conflict and create more disconnect, which is the complete opposite of what we're searching for in the first place. And before we can ever enter into anything consciously, before we can ever have a, an intentional focus around intimate connection, we have to know how to stabilize and regulate and maneuver through our own emotional complexities. And that in itself can be a very daunting path to walk, but once we can create that stability within ourselves, we can be that much more intentional about how we move forward in relationship. The concept is simple of like, communicate your needs, yeah. right? Or or express when, okay, something just upset me. Can we talk about this? I had my first relationship taught me this one very important point. He, our first argument, he stopped. We were walking down the street and he stopped. He said, I'm not going to take a single other step until we solve this. Mm. And he held my hand. He looked at me and he like looked in my eyes, mm. made that connection and said, how did we miscommunicate? What did you hear how, how can we solve this? Mm -hmm. And it was just a simple matter of like, I misunderstood what he said and it triggered me. Yeah. And it, it was such a simple act and yet we don't think to do this and then we allow, the what happens is the brain will ruminate and then fill in the gaps, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> of, of missing information mm -hmm. and we create this entire story that creates so much drama that is completely unnecessary. I'd love to know why we do this, but I think it's just the human brain design. But how do you support people in taking that pause and actually communicating their needs or, or their, their misunderstandings? Yeah. I mean, I love what you're speaking about because for me, that's debris in the space. Like anytime we have anything, any story running in our mind that we're filling in the gaps, mm. those are things that most likely should be communicated immediately. Otherwise, like you said, you fill those gaps in, usually with things that don't serve you, because they're right. almost always fear-based, and it just creates this this problem that doesn't even need to exist. Yeah. And so having this intentionality of, like, the moment a story shows up, we catch it and we communicate around it so that our space is always free from debris is, is part of the practice. But it changes the whole 
the whole ball game of how you communicate, which is one of the big challenges for people. It's like you're going to do almost everything different. And so that can be challenging. That can be inconvenient. And so it's in those moments you just want to default back to what you did before, but then that just creates the experience that you're trying to get away from in the first place. And so having those those abilities of being able to catch it, being able to name it, to invite the person into the conversation, to move any kind of emotional charge that you have before entering the conversation, to navigate it through a framework or a structure, to have specific questions that you ask, to mirror back what's being said, and just following this, this whole flow until it just becomes your natural way of communicating. That's how we can approach this differently and create this actual depth of connection that you're desiring. Yeah. I think the asking of questions is the most important. Mm. What did you mean by that? Or the mirroring back concept. So what I heard is, is that what you meant? Yeah. Super valuable. It's one of the most valuable tools I've ever learned in communication. Because it's, it's, when you start to implement it, it's shocking how often you misinterpret something. Yeah. And you're like, so what I heard you say is da, da, da. And they're like, no, that's not what I said at all. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what you just said verbatim. It's like, yeah, but that's not what I meant. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what did you mean? <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Because our perception is the is the reality in our mind. It's not necessarily the actual reality, right? So if we're perceiving the world mm. through a lens of they're out to get me or the mm. world is unsafe or I can't trust people or men are after one thing, mm. I've gotten a text message from men before that I interpreted completely wrong. I thought, okay, this guy's just trying to meet me to have sex. Yeah. Absolutely not what he intended. He asked me like something along the lines of what would you like to do? <laughs> right. I mean, something so stupidly simple. And yeah. I was like, this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was purely your interpretation. You could purely, hear it in your tone as you said it. Yeah. <laughs> And then I asked a good guy friend, I was like, how do I answer this? He's like, tell him you like to go hiking. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, I responded with like, well, what do you have in mind? And he's gave me like, well, we can go for lunch. We can go to hiking. And I was like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. Wow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How do we get around that? Like, obviously, we just talked about the questioning, but we really got to explore this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to communicate around this, right? Because it's your mind starts to to hop into it. You have a scenario like you just explained, where it's just like, well, what's the energy behind this? Like, what is what are you insinuating here? What does this even mean? And instead of trying to figure it out yourself, like, can we actually just step forward and ask the question? I'm like, I'm, I'm actually a little confused by your, your question here. Are you just, is this a, a platonic invite or is, are you sending this with some sort of eros? Hmm. Can we ask that question? Yeah. So simple. Mm-hmm. But it's scary. It's like, what, what if he's not sending it with eros and what does that mean? And, da, 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 da. and it's just like, well, can we solve the problem of the story being formed in our mind by just communicating clearly? Yeah. Yeah. Speak to couples. So what if you're in a dynamic where you absolutely love your partner? And let me know if you're willing to go here. I'm willing to go everywhere. Okay. (laughs) What if there's physical chemistry Mm -hmm. and you love this person Mm. very much, 
but maybe they don't check every box. Mm. Does someone have to check every box? Mm. I feel like these days we kind of, we, we want the perfect package, right? Or they, they like are our perfect mate. Mm. And I'm waiting for this perfect mate that wants to do all the same things that I want to do. But we don't have one perfect friend that wants to do it. I have my friends that I like to go out with. I have my friends that I call when I need consulting. Yeah. Right? They're and they're wildly different people and they they're all my dear friends. But when it comes to a relationship, it's like I want all in one. Mm-hmm. Sexy, <laughs> like healthy, you know, uh, mentally stable, emotionally available, ready. Like all the this whole long, they tell you to write a 200 thing list <laughs> of all the things you want in your partner. Yeah. Is that essential? Mm, what a beautiful question. You know, for me, it's it's choosing the person that you want to do the work with. Mm. like understanding that imperfections is part of the experience and it's that's how we can transcend fear and transcend judgment into love is by choosing a person and accepting them for everything that they are and it's just a matter of you know really our values aligned our intentions in a similar place and do we want to walk this path together and if that's the case then you know embodying this energy of of devotion which for me is, it, it supersedes commitment. You know, devotion is, it's a, it's a way of life. And no matter what shows up, we're going to work through this together. And it's, it's just a matter of choice versus, let me make sure you check all the boxes. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if we're here to learn and, and grow, we're always evolving, mm-hmm. then we have to expect that there are going to be moments when you evolve, there are sometimes dips, mm-hmm. <laughs> that then the shadow has to come out for the light to be shown on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so to support people in that journey of, and to love every part, you know, the dark and the light, can you do that? Mm-hmm. I think we're so quick to make decisions now and we normally make it from the wrong energy. And so it's, you know, you get into a rough spot and it's just like, it it feels all consuming and it's just like, oh, this is just what our relationship's going to be from now on. So we might as well just call it when the reality is just, it's just a moment that you're working through. And so something for me is like something I'm devoted to in my relationships is, is getting back to loving energy before we make any decision about our relationship you know, if we're in a place of distress, like I'm not making, I'm not calling, making a decision about our relationship from this energy. Mm. This isn't where we connected. Like let's get back into love first because we can always find our way back there and then let the truth of our heart speak from that place. How do you find your way back to love when you're mad at someone? Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Juicy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've, I've learned a lot of practices around intimate connection, not, not necessarily sexual connection, but intimacy. And so there's a practice that I've learned it's called I See, I Feel, and where we really just sit across from each other. We hold eye contact. We breathe with each other. And one person will hold the alpha pole. The other person will hold the omega pole. And we just express what's true for us. And so if I'm in omega and my partner's in alpha, she's just holding space for me to express what I feel. And so I can name things like I feel angry. I feel unseen. I feel hurt. And I'm expressing like what I'm feeling without the story. 
I'm not saying I'm hurt because you said this thing to me and da 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 da. It's like, no, I just feel hurt. I feel insignificant. And it just allows the truth of like what's underneath the, the anger to come up. And then she can hold that space by, by seeing what she sees in me. Like, I see the man that I love. I see the hurt that you're feeling. I see how powerful you are. And it allows her to drop into this frequency of love as well and to see me through the eyes of love while I'm expressing that. And then we, and then we switch. And then I'll go into alpha and she'll go into omega. And what that helps us do is it helps us to polarize again and transcend this emotion that doesn't serve us, get back into love and, and polarity. What if you want to say, I see you being a dick? <laughs> that's, that's the practice, right? It's like, can we allow that energy to be present? Because it's present. Asshole. It's there, right? There's a piece of you that wants to be like, yeah, I see you're an asshole. Yeah. It's like, okay, can I allow it to coexist? Can I be in equanimity with this piece of like, yeah, the reactivity is in me. Yeah, the urge to like project is in me. And I'm still going to choose to speak from my heart in this moment. Mm. It's incredibly hard. And there's emotional release that's happening in there in those moments of intensity, you know? Like maybe you need to hand scream or pillow stomp or do something to like, ah, like purge the emotion out in the moment so we can drop back in and communicate with truth. Like <laughs> all of this is part of it. It's, I, I, would, I would, you know, the, the woman I was in a relationship with previously, like we were very deep in this work and I would have loved to just video one of our sessions so <laughs> people could actually see the the how extreme this communication can be sometimes but also just how beautiful and healing it is to communicate in this in this in this kind of way yeah i mean you're getting right to the root of the trigger right mm -hmm. it's like i don't feel seen mm -hmm. i don't feel heard that's the core it's not that you put you, you know you left your dirty laundry on the floor it's that mm -hmm. you're you're showing me you don't care yeah. or that i'm your servant or yeah. know, and i feel used yeah like, Right. Yeah. It's often not uh, the the arguments are not always about the little thing, mm -mm. but rather the real deep emotional trigger. But you know, okay, th this is high level conscious communication. How mm. do you support people even getting in tune with that deeper level of emotion that it's actually triggering? Yeah, it's to take these tools and start in softer communication, right? Like it doesn't always need to be intense, emotionally charged conversations that you apply these things to right like you can you can work on mirroring back just by talking with a friend telling you about their day like so what i'm hearing is you've had a pretty good day today that you went to lunch and da, 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 da. like yeah that's exactly what happened great okay. asking quality questions in those pieces making requests you know like a lot of a lot of the times it's not around pain that that we feel vulnerability it's around expressions of love like it's it's I see it frequently in people where to express true gratitude or true loving expression to somebody is, is very uncomfortable. It's like call their best friend and say, I just want to let you know how grateful I am that you're always there for me mm. and that I can call you whenever I need and that, that you never judge me and that you just support me in every decision. Like it, it means so much for me to, to know that you're in my corner like that. And I love you. Mm -hmm. Like that is so uncomfortable for people. And yet the most rewarding thing I do, <laughs> literally, I, that's one yeah. of the things I teach in my, my Wake Up With Nikki confidence series, is this act of just, it's a 10 second, that took you 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. 
a 10-second voice memo to someone you love. I do this every single day. I scroll through my list of favorites, and I have a whole bunch of people on there that I want to stay connected with. And I just share with them, hey, you mean the world to me. I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. Mm. You light me up. Every time I think of you, there's a giant smile on my face. Yeah. Click. That took me 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I've just made someone so happy. And and I've strengthened the connection between us. And I've boosted their world. And I literally, I leave that message and I am elated. Mm Mm-hmm. I, they didn't even have to hear it. I'm already, yeah. I'm like beaming. Yeah, you're in the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. It's so simple. This concept of acknowledging is a, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Just naming what you really feel. Yeah. Yeah. And now if you're in a moment of intense emotional charge, you've been developing this skill. And it becomes, it's so hard, but it's easier for you to say, yeah, like, I feel really unseen right now. I've, I feel like I'm losing trust. Mm. And it's it's easier to express that truth. Go there. Go to trust, because I think that's the foundation mm. of every relationship. I think I think once that's gone, it's it's very tough to get back. Oh, that's a great question. I'm I'm literally experiencing this in my life in this moment. <laughs> like with, with a loss of trust, can you give it, can you get it back? Like, yeah, you can get it back. It's a choice if if you want to open yourself up to it. Right? I mean, it's a choice. It's like either you choose to open fully back into trust or anything else is just not going to meet it. You can't, you can't trust with conditions because there's just fear attached to it. So it's like, yeah, I was hurt. And if I choose to open back up to this, I want to make the choice to open to it fully or not at all. Hmm. Important. Mm-hmm. Really important. Otherwise, yeah. there's that little lingering, I don't know, if yeah. I can trust. Yeah. And then there's the communication around that. Yeah. Right? Like, is your partner going to meet you in what you need to open fully into trust? And being able to name those moments. Just like, ooh, I'm really losing trust right now. Okay, what, tell me more what's happening. And just being able to work with you through those moments, knowing that you are also healing through this and not continuing to stay contracted or or defensive but saying like hey this is a vulnerable moment for me i want to lean into it because of my intention is to open fully to you and i'm struggling right now Hmm. i think stating your intention is important is a really important key whenever you're in any dialogue with anyone my intention is to create peace mm-hmm. and bring us back to like loving harmony. Yes. The intention behind the intention, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to like clear this conflict. Like, oh, I want to talk about what happened last night. Like, okay, but why? Yeah. Well, because there's tension between us and I hate it. And I just want to get back to this loving energy. Like you just said. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I want that too. Right. Great. Now we're on the same team. Yeah. I mean, this even works like with my mother. <laughs> I mean, like this works with, that's been my big, my yeah. most challenging relationship and most rewarding. And, uh, of course, uh, but just this, uh, I'd always have, I'd always start every kind of discussion argument with my intention is to get back to a loving place so that we have a really loving relationship. Are you on board with that? Mm-hmm. And always it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I need to feel that way. And I, and I share how I, what I experience. Yeah. When you do this, I experience this. Mm-hmm. 
is that what you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you call, when I call and you say, oh, thank God, or like, why don't you call me? You know, like I get a guilt trip instead of mm-hmm. the, the, the blessing of yay. My response is, I'm not calling you anymore. It's not rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? But there's, there's a challenge in that, right? And it, it, it requires the other person to be able to meet you there too. Yeah. You know, to be able to receive that. Because if they can't receive it, if it's just like you express, well, when you do this, I experience this, and they get defensive and like, well, fine, and I just won't call you anymore. Like this, well, this isn't the conversation I'm trying to have. It's, yeah. you know, a better question is like, well, what do you need? Well, what I would need is da-da-da. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. It requires both sides. We can maneuver to an extent consciously because my family is the same way. None of them know how to communicate like this. So I do my best to navigate it. But, you know, eventually I hit walls because they just can't meet me in a certain way. So I'm like, okay, I just kind of accept them where they're at. Is that the solution you accept? Yeah, just equanimity, right? Just allow it to be as it is. Can I just be in this space free from judgment, free from reactivity? Just allow it. Yeah, I found that the more I work on myself, the more I can stay patient, and then there isn't this explosive reaction. It's yeah. just like, okay, that's the level of awareness you want to stay at. You want to stay mad? Let me know when you're done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> there's an option to be peaceful right now, but if you want to be mad, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, okay. <laughs> focus on the problem. Or focus on the solution. Whatever, whatever you want to do. I'm just over here doing my thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny when I come at it with that energy of like, all right, if you want to choose that, you're more than welcome. Yeah. I wouldn't advise it, but <laughs> as you wish. And it's like right away it hits the home like, oh, okay, how do I, uh, how do I solve this? Mm-hmm. It, versus going at it like, stop being mad. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't can't, solve anything. You can't coach people that don't want to be coached. Right. You know? Yeah. So just be an allowance of it. Okay. All right. What's coming up for you lately or for your clients that, you, that you're supporting them and working with? Mm. I'm really starting to enjoy the conversation around sexuality. Okay, let's go there. Just because it's, uh, it's such a primary component of our lives and we just carry so much confidentiality and... You know, yeah, I like the guilt and shame around things that maybe we've done or things we desire, but it just feels like we, it's just not safe to talk about it. And it can be such a healthy conversation to discuss these things that are alive inside of us around sexuality and the different energies that we get to play with. And it's, it's <laughs> when you gave that intro and you're like, oh, you have such a, like a safe and light masculine energy to you. And I'm like, yeah, I can embody that. And I'm like, and I can also embody my dark. <laughs> And I can be very penetrative with my energy if I choose to be. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And understanding these different energies that we get to play with sexually in a healthy way, in a safe way, can be just invigorating. Mm. And the more that we can open up our dialogue around that, which is a lot of it is just around desire. Like, What is it that you really desire sexually? How specific can you be with it you know if i was your your lover and you had to tell me step by step everything that you wanted to have that sexual desire fulfilled that sexual fantasy realized how specific can you be with me Hmm. and all i can do is what you tell me so tell me exactly what you want 
Wow. That sounds delightful and um, <laughs> a little scary. <laughs> yeah, this is something that I've actually been working on because speaking to what I want, I think there is a lot of shame. I was raised with um, not to be too sexy or mm-hmm. like too sexy is slutty, you know, and, the, yeah. and so there's a very, there's a there's that line mm-hmm. of... Um, Am I allowed to admit what I want? Yeah. 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 And some of it requires safe containers for that. And again, like, you know, a a conscious partner to meet you in that. Right. Can you express a very, like, risque kind of desire and and then your partner judges you? And it's like, well, I'll never open up to that again. Versus like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Tell me more. (laughs) He likes it. How do you support uh, or how would you share in creating that safe space for someone to be open? Yeah. Well, one of the components is, you know, when you're, if you're in partnership and you're expressing a sexual desire to a lover, I mean, it's got to be something that could be realized in the moment Mm. and with your partner. You can't be like, oh, I want to have, you know, sex with your two friends. Like, well, that's, (laughs) that's a terrible fantasy to share with your lover versus something that can actually be realized in the moment because you're trying to build polarity with your lover and Mm. you're trying to deepen intimacy. So it's like, what's the fantasy that can be realized here with us right now? Right. Right. Yeah. If you're in a different type of container where there is, isn't a lover attached to it, but you do have these sexual desires and yeah, I mean, it's, you kind of seek out those containers there's different experiences that you can be in that can help you either vocalize it or even realize it if you desire. Yeah. I find, again, asking the questions is really supportive. Like, mm-hmm. w- what do you want? And then if you see the person kind of struggling a little bit, well, would you like me to kiss you? Mm-hmm. you like, or just like, like mm-hmm. starting to provoke almost, like asking the questions is really helpful to opening up. Like, oh, yeah, that is safe. I'm allowed to say that I want, I want to be kissed right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Great questions to help kind of formulate the desire. To formulate and to make it aloud mm. in a way. Yeah. 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 I love that. You feel the acceptance on the other side by yeah. being involved in the creation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else? <laughs> Sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Digging into your sexual brain now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just different ways to explore each other. You know, with, um, you know, for men, one of the main blocks for sexuality is performance, right? Where it's once you ejaculate, like it's pretty much over for the man, at least for a little while, right? All your sexual energy, energy is depleted, and it's like the energy that we're fighting with and trying to enjoy in sexuality. And so there's practices that you can start to embody with you and your lover of how to have longevity, how to have semen retention, how to extend lovemaking, how to continue to create orgasmic pleasure for your lover, even if it's not through penetration, but just through the distribution of your eros in different ways, whether it's through touch, whether it's through sound, like just speaking in a certain tone to your lover in a moment, whispering in their ear can just create this orgasmic Mm -hmm. sensation. Right? Especially in Spanish. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but it's making my body quiver. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> yeah. 
and playing with that with that eros with your partner and even on the woman's side just finding ways to because often what makes a man want to ejaculate the most is when he feels his woman about the climax mm-hmm. and so like there's this like very thin line that you have to to navigate of can i continue to bring my woman to her orgasmic pleasure without me crossing my line and so it's and oftentimes those are are growing together because you guys are experiencing eros together and you're climaxing energetically together and so being able to allow like for the woman also to be able to open her body in a way that allows that orgasmic pleasure to be stimulated in a different way versus just what's happening through the genitals and also working with her lover in that way and just it's just a different approach to explore sexuality in a way that we can continue to create longevity and continue to intensify our sexuality with time because for me that's like the people that I study under and it, and the belief that I choose to have is that sexuality can intensify with time versus fade. I just refuse to, to believe that uh, my sexuality is going to fade with time. Like I'm devoted to finding ways to make my sexuality better as I get older. And, you know, when I do find the woman that I walked this path with for our sexuality to continue to intensify with time, every time we have sex for it just to feel like the best sex we've ever had mm. and i truly believe that it's possible if you know how to do it love that <laughs> of course I, how do you do it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh support men with the semen retention is there like a think of barbara bush kind no of? definitely not <laughs> goodness <laughs> no like cause you don't want to take your attention to mm. something else, right? Like right. You, you, the, your attention, your presence to your lover in the moment is so powerful. It's so potent. And if you're trying to to, to stop your 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 acceleration of your climax by focusing on something different, you've taken your attention off your lover, and she's going to feel that. Yeah. And so it's 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 a skill that gets developed with time, right? It's like learning how to swim. You're not just going to be able to like swim laps the first time you hop into the pool, but you're just trying to stay afloat. So I mean, in the beginning, it's just like just don't come. <laughs> like that's the goal, right? Like no matter what happens, just 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 refrain from that from that sensation. Is it a matter of slowing down? Like how do you do that? Yeah, it's 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 one piece that I that I love to use is just having a number system with your partner. And so it's just like one to ten, where are you? And so the woman can just be like, Where are you? And you're like, Oh, I'm an eight. She's like, Okay, let's slow down. Right. And so in the beginning, yeah, like you guys are kind of working together and you may be sacrificing some climatic experiences in order to kind of find that threshold. But as you start to stay in that energy of like six to eight and you can stay in there longer, it allows you to play longer and it starts to develop this ability to kind of just hold, hold it back. And so communication is a big piece. And yeah, and, and just being very in tune with your partner and your own sensations and having a little discipline and not letting it get push over the top sometimes it happens sometimes you have an oops right oops and so it's like don't beat yourself up for it that was like my biggest thing it's like every time i have an oops i'm like damn it and then but it would it would have a negative effect on her mm. you know i've had two lovers that express me like arvin like don't beat yourself up when that happens like it like it ruins my experience when you do that huh. like, i was like i don't care like i'm not upset but you get so hard on yourself because you have like this you know this is performance perfection it's like no i want to like hold longevity i'm like disciplined in this i can read i can do the semen retention and then sometimes things just get really exciting <laughs> and you oops 
<laughs> so just like, you know, just allow it to be what it is. Yeah. But I also don't, I think the, the real benefit is, or one of the main benefits is when it does come time to, to release, like you can be so intentional about it. Mm. And it's just like, all right, tonight we're going to, we're going to let it all out. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. And so now it's just like intentionality and you can play with it and you can build it up. And then like, you can have this climax together and like, you know, communicate around and like, okay, let's, let's do it. And then it just makes it just so much more explosive. The intensity behind it is just a hundred X what it is when you just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. The buildup is magical. Mm, mm, so magical. I wonder if for women in general, because I would, I would venture to say, and this is not scientifically backed, that women take a bit longer than men to climax. Depends. Yeah. Okay. But Depends. on average, would you say? Is I would it say easier for men than women. Is it is it easier? Probably. Probably or faster. I would say that, from my experience with women, women that are more skillful in just their own sexuality have the ability to climax sooner because they're just they're they're open to it meaning like if they have a self-pleasure practice if they've explored their body sexually if they really know what they like and they know how to like ask for those things it's like yeah we can we can create some pretty intense sexual energy quickly because you know your body so well and you know how to say what you want, what you don't want, that we can we can streamline that versus this like, oh, I feel self-conscious and like, oh, I've never been touched that way. Like, I kind of don't like that, but I don't want to say it. So it's just like I'm uncomfortable in a way. You know, I'm trying to open up here, but I'm just kind of like opening and closing versus like, I'm so comfortable in my sexuality. I know exactly what I want. Like, let's have pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big one. It's for women, especially, I can speak for myself when I was younger, I was more worried about what I looked like, how I smelled, tasted, all the things mm. that I wasn't able to um, climax easily at all because I my I was distracted. I wasn't really in my body. I was more in my head. Yeah. 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 So the, the communication is huge and, and the self-pleasure practice. Yeah. Makes the skill, I guess, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think communication before sexuality is so important. And it, uh, I learned this, I went to this experience called ISTA, and they taught us this framework around if before you're going to be sexual with somebody to talk about these components. And so it was their spread conversation. So S meaning you talk about sexual health. Like, do you have anything? When's the last time you've been tested? And just getting an idea of where somebody is sexually. Because it's something that gets caught in our head when we're being intimate with somebody in the beginning, right? Like, oh, how safe is this person? I don't even know. Yeah. And then P, just your your preferences. Like, are you straight? Are you bisexual? Like, what are the different preferences you have around sexuality? R being your relationship status. Are you currently seeing anybody else? Are you currently sexually with, like, being sexual with anybody else? Are you wanting monogamy? Or are you polyamorous? Like, like, where do you stand on these things? So I know. And R or E being just emotions and meaning. Like, what, is this, what does this mean? Are we just playing here together? Are we actually pursuing something here? Like, what's, what's, where are we at with our dynamic? A being aftercare. After our connection, what do you need from me? 
Do you want me to call you tomorrow? Do you want me to give you a couple of days? Do you want a text message? Do you want me to send you flowers? What do you want? Like, just tell me so I can do it so I don't have to guess. Yeah. And then D being your desires, fears, and boundaries. Okay, now that we're going to play, what do you want? What are your desires here? What are your fears? What are your boundaries? And it's great. Like, boundaries are amazing. It's like, okay, well, it's the first time we're connecting, like, no genital play. Great. All right. Now I know that's a boundary. I don't have to guess. Like, do you want this? Do you not want this? Is mm-hmm. this going too far? No. Like, this is what, this is the playground that we get to play in today. Great. I love it. Now yeah. let's, let, now let's just explore each other playfully. And now we've talked about every single thing that gets caught in your head whenever you're trying to connect to somebody, which like you just said before, allows you to be fully present in your body and just have fun and enjoy pleasure. Love that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I've never had that full on discussion before sex. Oh, I've, 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 I learned it about a year and a half ago and I've, had it a few times since then, and it has just changed the entire dynamic of relating. Wow. It's, it's, it, cause again, it just allows you to be so present. Yeah. So present. And I realized now that I do it, how much I was in my head previously because I didn't know what was going on, you know? And then it's different for guys and girls, you know, for, for, for men, it's like, oh, I don't want to go too far. I don't want her to feel unsafe. I don't want to, you know, like cross a line. Like, I, I don't know what to do here. And, but I never knew how to communicate or ask. And then you get caught up in the throes of, of Eros and it's just like what was a boundary when you started doesn't feel like a boundary anymore because now you're caught up in it and then you cross that line and then afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, we shouldn't have done that. But if the boundary is just defined, then we know we can get caught up in that Eros and we're safe because it's, we know we're not going to cross that line because it's been defined. Smart. Yeah. Really smart. Mm-hmm. I, I learned once that um, when a woman is in that Eros, as you call it, mm. um, their their boundaries shift, uh, and then when they come back to a normal, if I can use that word, state, that um, yeah, then they have regret. Yep. And so it's really important for the man to honor what the boundaries are set prior yeah. to her getting excited. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough because I've set boundaries before in my own head of like we're just cuddling, which is always cracks me up. I'm like, you don't just want to cuddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's what our dogs are for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but then like, I'm convinced, no, no, he just wants to cuddle. We'll, we'll be good just cuddling. And then of course it goes further. Um, and in that moment, I want it too. Mm-hmm. Cause it, I get turned on. Mm-hmm. And then if I didn't have that conversation of like the aftercare and I don't get a text message the next day saying, Hey, that was fun. I go into that, shame mm-hmm. loop of like Ugh, I shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. although it was fun yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yep. um, so this would be really supportive spread mm-hmm. funny ironic term okay whoever came up with that would have, must have been laughing mm-hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that that's yeah. really helpful yeah, it's, it's 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 a game changer. It feels wildly uncomfortable when you start using it, probably, and then you get more comfortable using it. Is that? Yeah, it, it's exactly right. So, fortunately, the women I've connected with, I've learned it, also knew it. So okay. I, I haven't done it with a woman that was not exposed to it. I've taught this to a lot of people, and that's the immediate reaction is like, uh, that feels really uncomfortable to have that conversation. Yeah. Like it is an uncomfortable conversation. 
but it's more uncomfortable not to have it. Hmm. And when you do actually navigate through these pieces, like everything that you're afraid of doesn't happen. It actually enables you to play. And also you could, ha- you could go through these first few letters and be like, oh, I actually don't want to play with you. Like, oh, you've been with multiple people and you've never been tested and you have lots of unprotected sex. Okay. Oh, you're currently sleeping with three other people right now. Uh, okay. Oh, what does this mean for you? Oh, you just want to play? Like, there's really no heart connection here for you? Okay. I, I don't think I actually want to do this. And that's the fear, right, of admitting all those truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Or you might find someone who's like, great, I'm yeah. in the same scenario. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> rare that you actually don't connect after. It's, you almost always do because there's this energetic connection and there's truth behind energy yeah. that, that can be felt. Yeah. And so it's rare where it doesn't happen, but it just it creates safety. Yeah. It creates safety to, to, to move forward and to play. Love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. All right, we're coming up towards the end. I have one final question for you. Oh, fire away. If a little six-year-old Arvin was sitting next to you right now, mm. what would you say to him? <sighs> the first thing that showed up for me when he said that was just looking at him and telling him, you're a powerful man, even though he's a boy at the time. <laughs> but just letting him know, like, you're a powerful man. Everything is working out in your favor. Trust. Trust and love. Those two energies will guide you to everything that you desire and deserve in life love that trust and love hmm. mm. beautiful how can people find you on Instagram Arvin underscore Anderson okay awesome and do you have any programs or any any coaching or what do you offer right now that right now I'm just doing a uh, a 30 day emotional intimacy share on Instagram. So every day I'm, sh- I'm teaching a specific tool around emotional intimacy. So I'm not just like teaching logic. It's like, here's something that you can actually go practice today. And so the first 10 days are around self-sovereignty, around how you can em- regulate your own emotions. The middle 10 days are around conscious communication, all these different pieces of how to communicate. And the last 10 days are around polarity. And so a lot of practices of how you can stimulate sexual energy between you and your partner, which Ooh. I'm excited. I just shot him a couple days ago and I got done. I'm like, oh, this is edgy for me. Like there's a couple of these. That I'm, I really feel the edge. I'm like, oh, this is, I can feel my heart beating at the thought of releasing this to the public and talking about sexuality like this. But it's, uh, it feels really exciting too. Wow. That's often how you know you're onto something. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, this is push, pushing a boundary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Mm. Arvin underscore Anderson. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Make sure you guys check that out. And make sure you check out my latest Wake Up With Nikki's Confidence series. I'm super excited. If you're ready to step into your greatness and let go of anything that's holding you back, these will support you tremendously. You'll get a voice message from me each morning for 11 days. They're really fun. And then in the afternoon, I give you a quick reminder to take a deep breath and, and tune in to your greatness. And then in the evening, you get a journal prompt based on what we learned in the morning. So they're powerful. It's really easy to consume bite-sized wisdom uh, on everything I've learned in life so far. So it's an honor for me to share those with you. And I love you. Connect with me anytime. Thank you so much, Arvin. I'm so grateful that you were on the show. Oh, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Ah, what a blessing. Thank you, guys. Thank you.